So I've been reviewing a book called The Five Love Languages of Children. And in the, one of the final chapters, there's some talk about discipline. Now this topic raises a lot of questions with the parents that I work with. You know, what's the best way to discipline a child or how do I discipline a child that won't listen? Well, today I'm gonna to offer a seven step process that I've used in my parenting journey that'll help answer some of those questions. So let's check it out. Well, hello again, everyone. My name is Jim White, and I'm an author, coach, and the founder of the Family Enrichment Academy. But more importantly, I'm a parent just like you. And today we're gonna to be talking about a seven-step process that I've used around how to discipline your child. Before we go there, though, I wanted to let you know that I have a free resource for you. It is the, my top 10 parenting tips. And actually, one of those tips sort of alludes or has some additional information around this idea of discipline. But you don't want to miss those other nine tips as well. So be sure to head to the website, familyenrichmentacademy.com, and download that free resource. You'll, you'll want to check it out. So before we dive into this seven-step process, I wanted to add a little context. Personally, for me, I'm not real fond of the word discipline. In my mind, it sort of conjures up um, a feelings or a picture of using force or punishment as a way to control your child's behavior. And this particular process is not really designed to do that. I much prefer the words empower or to teach your child. The goal with this process is to guide your child's thought process so that they make a better decision the next time. That's really what we're after. So rather than asking, you know, how can I, what's the best way to discipline my child or how can I discipline my child, I would shift those words a little bit and say, okay, what's the best way to empower my child to make a better choice next time? That I feel like is a much better place to come from. Now, one other thing before we dive into those seven steps. I want to talk about the quality of your connection. And the reason is because that's going to be critical to your effectiveness in being able to empower your child. Now, if you feel like you can work on that connection or need some help with it, um, you be sure to visit our blog or our podcast or YouTube channel for other ideas and strategies around building connection. So let's dive into these seven steps. And actually though, I did want to mention that if you, depending on your child's age, you may have to adjust your language or how you deliver these steps, uh, dep again, depending on their age. Like for example, when my children were younger, you know, four or five, six years old, I literally would pick them up and set them on my lap and we'd sit face to face when we would have one of these conversations. Obviously though, when they're teenagers, we don't do that. You'd sit across the table. And again, you can adjust your language based on how old your children are. So keep that in mind. So let's dive in. Step number one. And the first step is really, it's kind of an optional, it depends on the situation. And that is to help your child regain their composure. And that's under the premise that they are frustrated or angry, you know, they're, they're a little bit emotionally overwhelmed. And the reason this is important is because until they've regained the composure, they're not in a position to be able to talk about potential solutions. So if you notice them being overwhelmed, just know that that first step is for you to provide that safe place for them to regain composure. And you do that simply by just acknowledging and validating what's going on for them and just be present and listen with them. 
let them regain. Now keep in mind, this might take a little bit of time. You know, maybe you need to come back. You're not gonna move on to step number two, two through seven until an hour's passed, and again, until they've regained that composure. So that's the first step that we wanna make sure that they are in a good place to be ready to listen and learn. So step number two is simply to tell them that you love them and speak to a relevant strength. Here's what that might sound like. You could say, you know, I love you more than you can imagine. And I've seen you make great decisions before. And I know that you can be a leader within your friend group. Simple and straightforward. But what I'm doing is I'm setting some context. I'm just, again, making sure they know that I love them. And I'm trying to pull into that strength that they have as well. So that's simple, straightforward, but an important step. So that's step number two. Now, step number three is pretty simple and straightforward as well. The goal is to establish that this is a teaching moment. And you do that by making a statement like this. You say, you know, as your father, it's my job to teach you and to guide you so that you can become the best possible person you can be. Can you see how with that, I'm just setting that context and I'm letting them know that I'm on their side. And what happens is their defenses will come down. So with the combination of me telling them that I love them and now establishing this teaching moment, I've got the defenses down and now we can have a real conversation and be able to share some principles, values, and beliefs. So step number, number three is to just establish that teaching moment. So step number four is to share the lesson. Now what I encourage you to do though is to focus on the principle or value that would have led to a better result, you know, that love-based principle or value. Because the key here is, again, we want to guide their thinking process. We want them to start thinking from the standpoint of how they can view the situation different, which will then create a different response on their part. So what this could sound like, you'd say something like, Now in our family, we always act with kindness and we speak with respect, even when your brother does something that you don't like. There is a way for you to share your feelings without yelling or getting angry at him. And in fact, if you do it this way, it's much more likely that he's going to honor your request to stop doing that thing that was bothering you. Can you see how I'm sharing this idea, that principle, kindness and respect, and then offering how that could have made things turn out a little bit better through this whole situation? So that's the fourth step. So step number five is to have them share how their actions would be different next time, given this new perspective that you just shared, right? So now they've got this different way of looking at it. So have them share a little bit about how they might act differently. Ask them, this is where you ask questions and let them talk a little bit. You say, you know, how could you handle this differently next time? Or what if you start to feel yourself getting angry or frustrated? What could you do to respond differently? Can you see how I'm letting them now discuss a different way to have that same scenario play out? We're sort of casting a different vision for the next time this happens, having them think that through a little bit. So that's the next step. So step number six is to have them make a plan for making amends for what happened. You know, we've talked about how they can handle it different and we've shared the rule or the different principle and value, but now we still have to deal with what, with what has actually happened. And so this part of the process is designed to have them take responsibility for the actions that they have. And this is where we wanna use those natural consequences to create a little bit of remorse 
for a bad choice as well. So again, they're going to go back and fix whatever they had created or whatever issue that they had created. And so there's a lot of different ways this could play out. Maybe they have to pay for something that they broke. Maybe they have to write an, a note of apology to a relative or a friend for something, you know, for a, an angry outburst. There are a lot of different ways this could play out. One, another one is if there's, if they do something that breaks trust with you, they need to acknowledge that and they may lose some privilege or some uh, freedom, if you will, while they've, because of that breakdown in trust, just be sure to build a plan for them to regain that trust as well in the future. But again, this is the part where they pay a little bit of the price for the bad choice, but it's after we've sort of set the tone for handling it better next time. We don't want to miss that part of the process. So step seven is to restate your love for them and restate your belief in them. The goal here is to let them know that you love them unconditionally, no matter what, and that you also believe that they can make that better choice next time. So you could say something like this. You could say, you know, I want you to know that I love you no matter what. And I'm just really proud of you for taking responsibility for what happened. It can be really hard to do that. And it's even harder sometimes to make it right. You know, it just is a difficult thing to do. So I want you to know I'm proud of you for that. Also, I want you to know that I really believe you can make that better choice next time. So for a quick recap, step one, help them regain that composure. Then step two is to tell them that you love them and speak to that relevant strength. Step three is to establish that this is a teaching moment. Get those defenses down. Step four then is you share the lesson, you know, the lesson to be learned. Step five is have them come up with an action plan for how they might handle it a little different next time. And then step six is to make that plan for making amends, for fixing or dealing with whatever consequence that they might have caused. And then step seven is to share that love again and your belief in them. So there you have it, this seven-step process for, for discipline or for empowering your child to be a little bit better. Just give it a try. You might be surprised by what happens. Well, before we sign off, I just want to remind you to be sure to check out that free resource I mentioned, those top 10 parenting tips. And you can download that for free at our website, familyenrichmentacademy.com. So be sure to check that out. Until next time, remember, choosing a loving perspective changes everything. <laughs>